And there be 
Well, welcome, friends. Welcome to our Good Friday service, and Happy Easter to you. It's great to see you. Uh, welcome to regulars who are here. Welcome to any visitors who are joining us for our Good Friday service. Uh, today's service, just to explain, is a little um, different to how we, our normal services here. So the service today is a, um, a cycle of readings and songs and prayers that takes us through the, the last um, uh, uh, hours of Jesus' life in uh, the account in Matthew's Gospel. Uh, so that will be read for us, and uh, we'll be reflecting on that through prayers and songs as well. Uh, it's a really powerful opportunity, a, a wonderful opportunity for us to hear this story, this account that has changed the world, uh, and that Christians across the world hold to as the centre of all history, um, uh, the, the, um, the story of the cross. And so uh, that's going to be happening. Well, that'll happen during the morning unannounced. So once we sort of start, uh, things will just flow on uh, with those readings and prayers. Uh, that includes the songs. So the songs won't be announced. Uh, when we start the music for the songs, just stand up as you, um, uh, where you are and join in singing. Uh, if you need to keep sitting down, that's fine as well. Or uh, if you'd like to just sit and take it in, that's all good as well. So just, uh, I hope you feel very relaxed and uh, uh, with us today. There is a creche for kids under five years of age, uh, preschool-aged kids. Uh, and that'll operate at the end, that'll start at the end of the first song. So towards the for in, during the first song, if you'd like to uh, sign your kids into creche, that's the time to do it. Uh, but parents, please collect your children during the last song, um, which is nothing but the blood of Jesus. So if you're able to collect your kids then, that would be great. Um, uh, at the end of the service, there will be hot cross buns and tea and coffee up the back, so please do stay for that and enjoy being with us. Uh, because we meet in a school uh, and um, the school bells go from Monday to Friday uh, and we forgot to contact the school before today about this, there will be some bells going at 10.20 and 10.30. Uh, that's not the signal for morning tea. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure when that will be in terms of what we're doing. Uh, read it, uh, re if there's a reading happening, we'll just pause at that point if, those, if that bell goes until it's finished. Uh, if it's during a prayer, the prayer will just pause during that. Uh, and if it's uh, a song, we'll not worry about it. <laughs> uh, so that will be that. Uh, there's also some moments of quiet reflection. So after each prayer, there'll be a minute or so just to be able to uh, quietly reflect yourself on what you have heard, uh, what you've prayed, uh, along with the person leading you in prayer, and uh, what you've sung as well. So that's how the morning will roll through. Um, and we're going to start our morning today with, uh, the, well, the, the main reading that we will take is from the account in Matthew's Gospel, uh, but we're going to start our morning today with a reading from the Old Testament book of Isaiah. Uh, this is um, a, a prophecy in the Old Testament, um, written hundreds of years before Jesus, but that speaks so powerfully of the reason why today is such a significant day and such a powerful and important day. Uh, so Chris is going to be reading for us through the morning, uh, and uh, from this point on, we'll go through the service unannounced. So thank you, Chris. Isaiah 
Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4, 5, and 6. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. There is a fountain filled with blood Oh. 
When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, They were indignant. Why this waste? They asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. 
truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then, one of the twelve, the one called Judas, Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So, the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And when they were eating, he said, Truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him, one after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take Eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on, until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives.
Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that Matthew records how different people responded to the events about to unfold in Jerusalem. Your disciples seemed unwilling or unable to believe that you would be killed, although you had told them many times. Please help us to believe your teachings, even when we find them difficult to follow. More than 200,000 people came to Jerusalem for the annual Passover festival. The chief priests and elders regarded you, Jesus, as such a threat to their authority that they determined to kill you before the festival to avoid dealing with a riot. Judas succumbed to his greed for money and cooperated with those leaders to betray you, Jesus, for 30 pieces of silver. Please prevent any of us from ever being an instrument to bring shame, dishonour or harm to your name or to your cause. But we know we can only do this with your spirit helping us and your presence with us in our time of trial. The woman who anointed you with her precious, expensive perfume, identified as Mary, Martha and Lazarus's sister in John's Gospel, shows us the response of a true disciple. She honoured you in her loving, generous, devoted way, regardless of what others thought of her. May we follow her example and serve you with what we have and with our lives, always learning from you as Mary did. Thank you, Jesus, for the simple offering of the bread and wine at the Passover supper. This continues to remind all of us today of your giving of your body and blood for the complete forgiveness of our sins. The detail of the disciples and Jesus singing a hymn before walking together to their usual meeting place on the Mount of Olives made the evening seem quite ordinary. dawn of the darkest day, Christ on the road to Calvary, tried by sinful men, torn and beaten then, nailed to a cross of wood. Is the power of the cross. Christ became sin for us, took the blame. 
pleased and forgiven at the cross. Oh, to see the pain written on your face, bearing the awesome weight of sin. Every bitter thought, every evil deed, crowning your blood-stained brow. This the power of the cross. Christ became sin for us. So daylight flees now the ground beneath quakes as its maker bows his head curtains on into dead arrays to life finish the victory It's the power of the cross. Christ became sin for us. Took the blame for the rock we stand forgiven at the cross. Oh, to see my name written in the wounds for through your suffering I am free death is crushed to death life is mine to live one through yourself the power of the cross, Son of God, slain for us. What a love, what a cost, we stand forgiven at the cross. We stand forgiven Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. 
But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, This very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorry, sorrowful, and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed. My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. And while he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now, the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, do what you came for, friend.
Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scripture be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion? that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me. Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you that uh, we can meet here together this morning. We thank you that we can spend this time looking into your word, the Bible. And we praise you for the gift of this life-giving gospel that is recorded here in the Easter story. We thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers. And we praise you for your great faithfulness, faithfulness to us through Jesus. Jesus, you know our hearts. You know our propensity to not trust in you. You know our problem of sin. Lord, just like Peter, we also can one minute be boldly professing that we love you and yet moments later find ourselves avoiding the opportunity to tell others about our faith in you. Jesus, you know our hearts. You know, you know our tendency to be lazy, to seek comfort, to be unfaithful to you. You know our problem of sin. We hear this account of the disciples falling asleep in your great hour of need on the night before you were to be crucified. We acknowledge that we also, just like the disciples, have sought comfort rather than prayer and obedience to you. Jesus, you know our hearts. You know the powerful influence that greed, discontentment and a hardened heart towards you can have on our lives. You know our problem of sin. May your grace ever keep us from being overtaken by these things. Jesus, you know our hearts. You know our problem of sin. And we praise you that you have the solution. You are the solution, Jesus. Thank you that we are not left in this helpless and hopeless position. Thank you that despite our unfaithfulness, you remain always faithful. Thank you for your wonderful forgiveness of sin and your great, great love for us. In your name we pray. Amen.
Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. 
But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spat in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. Oh, but he denied it. Denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I, I don't know this man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside. And he wept bitterly. Our Father, in the, in the Old Testament, in the prophet Isaiah, it was said, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. 
Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. And when the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? Jesus remained silent. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your humility. Father, help us to know when to speak and when to be quiet. Help us to control our tongues when we need to. Father, the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Truly, Jesus had done nothing wrong, as even the repentant man hanging on a cross next to him was later to declare, this man has done nothing wrong. Father, we thank you that Jesus did nothing wrong throughout his whole life. He is righteous. Thank you that he died for our wrongs to make us righteous. And when Jesus was charged by the high priest, Tell us, if you are the Christ, the Son of God. He told him, yes, it is, as you say. And so the high priest accused him of blasphemy. And they said, he's worthy of death. But, Father, it was ourselves who really deserved to die. And yet, in your grace and mercy and love. You gave your only begotten son to die in our place, paying the price for the forgiveness of our sins. And so we praise you today and we praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, and thank you. Father, later Peter three times denied before a servant girl that he knew Jesus and even began to call down curses on himself and swore to them, I don't know the man. And yet, after he was raised, Jesus appeared to Peter and restored him, telling him to look after his sheep Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you restore us and use us again in your service. Have mercy on us for any times we may have been too timid to own you before others and help us in the future to be always ready to confess your name. God of all, you gave your only begotten son to take the form of a servant and to be obedient even to death on a cross. Give us the same mind that was in Christ Jesus
that sharing in his humility, we may come to be with him in his glory, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O merciful God, you have made all people and you hate nothing that you have made, nor desire the death of sinners, but rather that they should turn and live. Have mercy on all who have not known you or who deny the faith of Christ crucified. Take from them all ignorance, hardness of heart and contempt of your word and so fetch them home, blessed Lord, to your fold that we may be one flock under one shepherd, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Hid with Christ on high, with 
Christ, my Savior and my God. With Christ, my Savior and my God. One with himself, I cannot die. My soul is purchased by his blood. My life is hid with Christ on high. With Christ my Savior and my God. With Christ my Savior and my God. <coughs> Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people made their plans how to have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied, that's your responsibility. So Jesus, so beg your pardon, so Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field as the Lord commanded me. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? 
for he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him! Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, his blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail! King of the Jews, they said. They spat on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Father, as we read through this account of Matthew, it reads as such a dark and dreadful story. Sometimes it's so easy to distance ourselves and skip over the ugly bits. But I ask that you would help each of us to think deeply and sink down into this dark chapter of your plan. To place ourselves there, realising that we were the betrayers, the mockers, the insulters, the crowd calling for innocent blood to be spilled. Each of us bore the shame of rejecting the Son of the Most High God. We spit on him, treated him with contempt. And yet you still chose us. Chose the suffering and contempt, chose betrayal, chose a humiliating and agonising way for your son to die, just so that we could be restored to you. Somehow so incredible you ask us to come to you. You strip us of our shame and call us your children. 
You tell us to remember who we were, but to rest in the knowledge of who we are now, in the one who we belong to, the one who endured the punishment we rightly deserved so that we could be called blameless, righteous. Father God, may we never forget what you did for our salvation. May we ever live with that gratitude in our hearts as we seek to live each day in a way that brings you glory because of what you have done and who you are. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the, right, the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar and put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs were broken open. 
the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea called Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So, Give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
Amen. Please take a seat, friends. Well, of course, the uh, soldiers were sceptical about whether Jesus could rise again, but we know that this is not the end of the story. The tomb was sealed, the guard was set, but three days later, our Lord rose victorious. And that's what we'll be celebrating together here on Sunday morning. Uh, Easter weekend isn't complete without the Sunday. Uh, So Sunday is coming. I really hope you can join us then for... Uh, a celebratory service together as we remember and reflect on the resurrection. I hope you've been blessed today, though, by journeying through with us together um, the, the, this account in Matthew's Gospel of Jesus' death and all that that means for us, the, for the forgiveness of our sin and the new life that's offered. Um, so God bless. Uh, have a holy and happy rest of Good Friday and Easter Saturday. Hope to see you again on, uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, And don't forget there are some hot cross buns and tea and coffee up the back. So thank you. God bless. See ya.